Yo, what is up, everybody? Uh, nice to see you again. This is I Am The One, and this is the Dukes of Football. And apparently, I am unstable, and I am shaking. No, not me. The table is unstable and is shaky, not me. Okay, okay, I think I got it out. All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody. I am The One, and this is the Dukes of Football. Uh, original PW Sports Boy podcast. Well, how about it? You know what I mean? This is Wednesday Night Live brought to you by the Dukes. You know what I mean? This is the fun time of the week. You know what I mean? This, well, all of our shows are the fun times of the week, but this is the football fun time of the week. And as always, I am here to bring you the funness of football. And we are brought to you by Elite Performance. Uh, if you're trying to get that body into the elite shape for the year 2022, when we uh, eventually beat the death, uh, make sure you get contact our good friend Zach Dyer over at Elite Performance. Contact him and he'll get you in the shape that you are looking to get in. Um, elite Performance done the elite way. Uh, give him a call 765 499 1005. All right, and then also, if you are trying to get some new artwork, you got a uh, a passion for something that you want to keep, you want a namesake or something of that nature, you're looking to put on your body, or just something something really cool. Why do you take out? Uh, excuse me, take out. <laughs> Why do you check out our good friends Todd and Katie? Uh, Durham over at Rev Dove Tattoos, three one seven five three seven two six six seven. His appointment book is always filled, so you better get in there and get your next available spot for some nice artwork on the body. And the fighter's friend. Uh, look for your D8, D9, CBD products, um, supplements that help um, get you um, away from the opioids, you know, trying to heal your body in different manners. Um, There's not as addictive as the opioids that are um, legal, but is harmful to us in so many different ways. Um, so uh, next time you give them a call, uh, make sure that uh, you use the promo code BW Sports One, and you'll get some cool uh, discounts. Uh, printed memories, wonderful apparel, direct print on order basis. So make sure you uh, get to contact them if you want some nice um, uh, printed material for. Uh, uh, your podcast, our podcast, or anything like that. Once you contact them, I think Dan is uh, sporting a nice quarter zip um, with those things on it too. So uh, check those people out. Uh, looks like we got something, and that is it. So um, I have dilly dallied long enough. So let's get into some things. Uh, I'm not gonna try to hold you long today, and plus, it's not gonna be a really big show today because. Um, 
as you know, this is the first week without any college football games. So we are done with NCAA um, convo for the most part with a deal about games and, you know, breakdowns and things like that until next season. Uh, but obviously, you know, we'll do um, college themes um, shows throughout the off season as we, uh, you know, get into the warmer months. Um, obviously, you know, we'll cover spring trainings or well, not spring training, spring, spring practices, spring games, um, things like that. You know, obviously, DeLion is going to be on his uh, Notre Dame things with their new coach. Um, I'm going to obviously be on my Michigan thing. Um, still, I, I'm not wondering, but, you know, most people are still wondering if this hardball is staying or going to the NFL. I wasn't too much worried about the NFL talk, you know. I figured if he was interested, you know, he would say so. He's that type of person. So I'm confident we'll have him back next year. So I'm looking to see how we uh, build, stay the same, or get better um, for the upcoming season. So we'll keep an eye on those spring games. Um, and then we'll just talk that. You know, I mean, the next time we really, really talk about some college things, you know, we'll, we'll, it'll be like a mix of that in the NFL when we go through the draft. You know, there's a lot of good players um for this draft class that is to be talked about it could be game changers for nfl teams you know a lot of good defensive players in this draft uh, especially on the line and then the uh, the middle the linebacker so um not a big heavy quarterback draft so uh we'll see how it goes a couple of receivers that are really good so we'll see how that happens uh so um i guess that gets us into uh, what we're here to talk about, divisional round. Let's see, what are we at? We're not doing that because we don't have that. I just told y'all that. So we'll go here to, bam. Inside the NFL Cooler brought to you by Circle Sitter Cryogenics where we freeze just about anything but people. Uh, really cool process there. Uh, make sure you check it out. They take a lot of your uh, mechanical equipment, a lot of farm, auto equipment, and they cryo-freeze it, and it makes it uh, perform better and, lo and last longer. So um, if you're into that, um, those type of things and you want your materials to or your appliance or your um, tools to last a little longer, uh, work a little better, why don't you check them out? Brian, to get you all checked out over at uh, Cryogenics. Uh, all right, so um, that puts us um, where are we? I don't know why I clicked it off. So uh, first up on our whoo, do, 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 talk list, and I guess I guess we'll start it off. Um, how about them boys? <laughs> so we're recapping. I'm going to recap a little bit of last week's um, last weekend's. Uh, wild card games. So let me move myself to where I'm supposed to be. So we recap a little bit from uh, last week's wild card games. And obviously, you know, I am not a real big fan of the Cowboys. Dan is not a real big fan of the Cowboys. But Sean, Tommy Boy, Tom Racker, Checkers the Clown, he is. So I don't want to sit here and just, you know, beast on his team like that. But I do, you know what I mean? And it's not towards him and the comments that I make are, you know, kind of generated towards, you know, Cowboy fans because you're the most irritating fans that I've ever seen in my entire life. And you're not even my rival, even though we've beaten you three times or twice in the Super Bowl, just to remind you that. But that's beside the point. 
It's not about the Steelers. We'll talk about me later. But um, no, I didn't freeze. <laughs> Just checking if he was paying attention. No. Um, so, but you know, the Cowboy fans are annoying. You know, even to me, OSU fans aren't even that annoying. You know what I'm saying? But Cowboy fans are annoying. It's like, it's like you profess that you're America's team. I don't really know how. I mean, like you're this great team. You haven't won the playoff game since last century. You know what I mean? And you, you, you knew. And hey, something I did see. Romo made me laugh tremendously because he was talking like he was not a part of any of those uh, despicable uh, uh, flounder of playoff teams <laughs> that they've had over the past decade. Which brings up another point of something that I put in a message between myself, Dan, and Sean. Um, Dan Eagles, Sean, um, Cowboys. Now, I saw this thing, and I should have put it on here, but I forgot because I was doing some other things. Um, I was a little tired because I was typing a lot of recipes. I think I did three recipes for the one's kitchen today. But uh, <clears throat> so they had this chart that came up of all the standings. of. I think I'm going to share it to the page um, after the show. But uh, they put up a of standings of all the divisions and the teams um, for the last decade. So you had New England with 125 wins. Um, you had the Saints, I think, with 100 wins. Uh, Pittsburgh was with 100 wins or so, a little over 100 wins. Um, I think there was one other team with 100 wins. Uh, but the reason why I shared it with them was because this rivalry between these two is, like, immense and it's awesome. I think the only team that they agree on is Notre Dame. <laughs> Maybe the Colts. No, no. The Indians. The Indians. They're real the Indians. But in the NFC East, you have the Eagles, who is one game up on the Cowboys and the Cow up of – of the standings of the state of the last decade. So I put that up there to see how those two would go at each other. <laughs> it was pretty funny. You know what I mean? He, Sean went right for the jugular. You know what I mean? It's like all that chatter you doing about playoff wins, you know what I mean? And, and you still suck, you know, and he's throwing the suck because you guys can't win the playoff win. I don't know. It was funny. I enjoyed it immensely. So, um, it would have been great to have either one of them on here to uh, defend their teams against each other. But the end result is the Steelers have more wins than both of them. So, again, that's another greatness of the Steelers not having any losing seasons under Mike Tomlin or Ben Roethlisberger and, you know, and all that stuff. But I'm not here to toot my own horn. <laughs> but um, it's an interesting look. But regardless, it's an interesting little chart um, to like to see where your team um, fared with the last uh, decade when it comes to standings of the NFL as a whole and um, within their division. So uh, you can see the teams that have been winning um, or dominating their divisions. I think Seattle was a team that was over hundred. I think if I remember that correctly, um, you know what, why even talk about it? I can just go find it right no, maybe no. I tried, but anyway, 
Um, like I said, um, I have it, but I'll post it on the page um, after so you can see where your team was um, standing-wise of the last decade with the wins in their division in the NFL. Um, let's see, but recapping, um, I thought the game was the Cowboy game and the Cardinal game might have been the best game of the weekend. Uh, I think those other games were all blowouts. You know, uh, the Steelers, Chiefs, I was hoping – that it wouldn't be a blowout. I was hoping that the game would be grimy and and in the fourth quarter have a chance with Ben and Tomlin to pull out some magic um, once again on his way out, but it didn't happen that way. It started like it would, you know what I mean, what affecting games, uh, scoring touchdowns, and then from there it was a wrap. I think Kansas City scored, what, 28 straight points? <laughs> So, um, but it's not the way I wanted to see Ben go out, but um, I didn't have unrealistic expectations coming into the season. I was extremely happy of how we finished out um, to, um, to, really, to really do it. So um, it was great to see that all three of our teams uh, made the playoffs. Two of us didn't really think that we were going to. Uh, so... It was it was it was a pretty good season. So um anxious to see how both of our teams, all of our teams fare next year. Um anxious to see if Mike McCarthy um uh, somehow keeps his job. You know, Jerry Jones is known to do some some abstract things. You know, we've seen him keep people longer than he should have, Jason Garrett. Um, and then we've seen him keep uh get rid of people that he should have kept just a little bit longer. So uh we'll see how it goes. You know, I don't I I, I know Jerry likes a coach that he can manipulate. And I think McCarthy is exactly that, but Jerry also likes winning and time management, clock management, press coverage and things of that. You have to be in control of your football team. And I don't think he does. And um, I think he's got to make some real serious, um, some thoughts because you're going to end up losing two of your uh, coordinators, your offensive coordinator and your defense coordinator options up. Are you going to move one of them up to get rid to keep them? Or what are you going to do? So it's nice. It's anxious to see what Jerry uh, finds out, what goes on in Jerry's world. So um, um, another game, but, but back to that game. Um, no, another game. The Cardinals, Rams. Um, I know Dan has some really harsh words for the Cardinals, and I agree with him 100%. Um, I jumped off the bandwagon a couple of years ago. Like that first year, I was like, yes, this Cardinal team, no. I'm mistaken. Dan had been on the whole time. I didn't jump on till this previous year. Towards the middle, then they flaked at the playoffs, and then I had high expectations for them um, for this year. But um, what's going on in Phil and, and Cardinals as Kingsbury reached his cliff? I mean, his peak. Can he coach any better? You know, I mean, you had a huge offseason free agent. Um, draw in you brought people all over you got your running back from Pittsburgh Connor who ended up being hurt at the end of the year the same reason why we was cool to let him go because he couldn't stay healthy you bring in JJ Watt um great guy in the locker room great guy on the field when he's healthy but that's the question it's been plaguing him from the end of the year his health wise and then when you needed him most towards the end of the year when you guys tend to fade and defenses started to I mean offenses start torching your defense here you go you're back in that same situation where you flake and then um Hopkins gets hurt, you know, another guy with injury issues. So here you go. That's what you go. Kyler Murray can't do it all by himself. Kingsbury has not been able to develop other people around him. 
Um, you didn't have the expertise of Fitzgerald. So to answer a question that I had um, for the social media, not yet. Get to that in a second. But that'll be a question that we have that we're actually answering right now. So I guess I'll go ahead and give it to you. Wow. Follow your notes, buddy. It's all right. Uh, the Elite Performance Social Media Football Question of the Week brought to you by Elite Performance. Performance done the elite way. So uh, the question was, <coughs> no, that was the one that I wanted, but it's a different one. Uh, which team, Cowboys or Cardinals, failed more to live up their expectations? I am going to go with the Cardinals. I wanted to go with the Cowboys, but I agree with Dan. The Cowboys are going to do what the Cowboys do. They're going to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot every single time. If this game just passed, you can't blame the referees. The referees didn't do anything wrong in that situation. Everybody knows the rules. You know what I'm saying? He has to touch that ball in that situation. Every other quarterback in that situation who's who's there, they grab that football. The wide receivers grab that football, and they run it right to that guy. Even in college, they run that ball right to that guy. He places it, then you can go. So there's nobody else to blame but Mike McCarthy and poor management at the end of the game, which questions why you're going to keep him to me. You know what I mean? Why are you running the ball? The twofold. One. Why are you calling that call? Second, Dak, why are you running extra? You should have an internal clock in your head to know exactly when you need to get down. That way you have time to get these linemen up here to spike the ball to give you an opportunity to throw something into the end zone. So with poor play calling, poor execution, poor time at end of the clock, game management, you got the Cowboys out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? high expectations but we expect that you know what i'm saying this is a situation that played the cowboys all year mike mccarthy bad time management bad decisions at the end of games cost you in this one and you're out the playoffs so you see how that goes but the question is which one didn't live up to the expectations more i kind of wanted to say the cowboys but i kind of also think the cardinals uh did live up very a lot of hype and free agency all the excitement once again, again, the last three years, you've had all of these great starts, but you fizzle out at the end of the year. So um, me, I have to say it's a tie. Both of them floundered like ridiculously. I mean, you can also put the Colts in there, but Carson Wentz is the reason why we didn't put the Colts in there because no one really expected them to super succeed with, the, with him at the quarterback. So we're anxious to see how the Colts are going to make that switch with quarterback position. Uh, ba, 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 ba. let's see who else is on our list of things. Kingsbury, uh, does he does he slide into that hot seat over the offseason? Uh, the Raiders. This was a funny one, y'all. This was a funny one. If y'all know me and how I feel about this word adversity in the sports, y'all gonna love this one. <laughs> the Raiders this season is the only team in all of sports to actually ad to endure adversity in a, in a sports situation. I always say an adverse situation is a life on change. 
Um, what they went through um, this season and still able to make the playoffs and still compete and still have a chance to win. Um, hey, man, the Raiders get all, all my respect, all those players, you know, to keep their focus, uh, to keep their, their resolve and continue to fight and continue to, uh, to um, perform on the field uh, through injuries, uh, through John Gooden, through receivers, um, um, drinking and driving and killing people and the things of that nature. Um, so hats off to the Raiders, man. Um, sucks that you guys, you know, I, I was actually kind of cheering for you on the side, but I did pick the Bengals because I thought the Bengals were a better football team. But, um, man, hats off to the Raiders, man. They went through a lot of shit. And um, Derek Carr, um, I hope they uh, keep that dude and protect him and give him an opportunity to win. I think he's going to be a special player. Even though he's been around forever, but, you know, <laughs> at least he had a better opportunity than his brother. Oh, my God, did they eat that man alive. All right, so uh, do, 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 do. as I speak of offseason arrest, um, sour news going into our break to do our games and get on off of here. Uh, Browns defensive tackle Malik McDowell arrested, um, allegedly assaulted officers. But the strange thing is, bro, what were you doing running naked? Hmm. At the Trick's house, huh? And got caught. Something. I don't know, bro. I'm not really sure why you're running naked through the streets and then you're going at the police naked. So I guess if you're going to go big, go <laughs> go all the way. Um, and then you got the uh, Jaguars linebacker, Larinetti McCray. I'm pretty sure I just better say that name, man's name, right? But this dude is in a high-speed pursuit. <laughs> oh, I'm loving these entitled uh, athletes of today's age. Oh, well, but we made them that way. We gave them that ability to do such things. But on a better note, here is our good friends over at Elite Performance. Uh, nope, got you again. Wasn't frozen. Hey, back, back again. All right, so um, let's get into our next part of today's show. And this is Texas on right on out of here, man. Let's talk about these games we got coming up this weekend. And uh, get right through this so I can get you on out of here. I have breakfast for dinner to make. Then we're going to do some breakfast sandwiches, you know, some biscuits, some, some egg. I might even make a chipotle uh aioli to go with it it should be great mm, who knows uh but anyway i might share i might not uh, but anyway uh let's get into it because there's, there's 13 nba games on the night oh my god 
sportscasm right now. Wife's not going to like me because I think I'm going to have to manipulate the TV because I think I'm going to need to watch some of these games. Even though I have found like four new cooking shows that I am absolutely in love with. And there we go. So that was my weird moment for the show. So let's get into the next segment, which is Doc Sports NFL Picks of the Week, brought to you by Doc Sports Text. BW Sports 1229022 for your free $60 in picks. You like how I slow that down? Speed it up. Slow it down. Speed it up. Means you're in control. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's divisional round picks of, of uh divisional round games. So these are the games we're gonna pick. There's only four games, so obviously we're gonna do all four games now. So um First off, and they're all going to be great games. So Saturday, make sure you get your popcorn, get ready. Both the games are in the afternoon and evening. Uh, and Sunday's games are going to be a little earlier. So uh, plenty of time to do things before and after, but plan to be here watching football. And if I do think so correctly, these games on Saturday – will be over just in time to send you right into UFC 270. Man, that's going to be a good one. The big boys are out for that one. Um, I would love to hear what the Lion has to think on those UFC cards um, for this weekend. So, vision around. A lot of good games. Two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Um, pretty much these teams are what you expected to be there. Um, you know, I guess you could say the Cardinals and the Cowboys both could have been expected, but uh, pretty much if you really look down at both of these, all four of these teams were pretty much kind of expected to be there. So our Saturday games, we start off with um, the four seed, the Bengals at 10 to seven um, at the uh, one seed Titans, which is absolutely phenomenal to me that they, uh, without the services, Dagger Henry for the majority of the season was able to hold on to that number one seed and get that much needed by to get one more week of uh, readiness for King Henry. Um, if I read the reports right, he practiced yesterday and today, so it looks like he's going to be a full go. Um, man, that's going to be a really exciting game. Now, um, I am liking this Bengals. It's really hard for me to say that and i understand y'all thinking that too with me being a sensey guy i mean sensey guy a pittsburgh guy and then being in my division but i like this young kid i mean joe burrow is a fabulous uh young quarterback he's got a lot of swag to him you know hanging out down there in louisiana with them bros lsu you know i mean you can see he picked up on that swag and he got a little bit of that midwestern uh grit to him being from ohio so I like this kid. You know, did you see him in the press conference after the game with the old uh, stunner shades on? Hey, man, I'm telling you, the dude is a Joe Namath in the making. But <laughs> I like him. I like the connection that he has with Jabbar Chase. Uh, Mixon is running the ball very well. Uh, the defense is doing okay, but this is going to be a different type of animal that they're going to have to come against, uh, which is the uh, Titans. Now, they do have an advantage, the Bengals, being with Javar Chase, and I forgot the other guy on the other side, and the slot with the tight end, tight end. 
They do have up because the corners, the secondary is kind of weak with Tennessee. But if Derrick Henry is efficient as he is, the time management of no mistakes, Tannehill and the running game, uh, which was there still without Henry. So you bring you back in, they can monopolize a lot of the time and keep that explosive offense of, of Cincinnati on the sideline. Um, I know it's cliche and it's going to be said again with a couple of these games, but the formula works. Um, if you're able to execute it, um, I think Tennessee on offense is is going to be good. And it's going to be the first time in a while that they've had all three of their studs um, playing at the same time with Julio Jones, um, A.J. Green, who is going to play against the old team in the playoffs. So that's going to be a storyline that they haven't really talked about at the moment. And Derrick Henry, I think what they've all played together, if I heard correctly, they're uh, averaging about seven yards per play when all the three of them on the floor on, on the field together. So, and it makes it very easy to time me. I mean, to uh, manage and not throw the game away with Tannehill. So, <clears throat> and this is a shot for Tannehill to prove that he, <clears throat> he is one of those, a compound on what he did in the playoffs last year. So um, to call this game, let's see, this is a four thirty game CBS uh, me. I'm going to take, the I am going to take uh I'm gonna take the Titans on this one. I'm gonna take the Titans on it for one because it's a home field. Uh Tennessee is a very difficult place to play. Um, as the coach um here know it's not an easy place to go in there and play. Um, and then it's gonna be a whole different atmosphere. I know that was the first playoff game last week for Cincinnati, but this is something different. This is a different one. Um, they were at home. They got that comfortability. Now you have to go on the road and you have to go against a, um, a juggernaut of a rushing attack. So I like uh, I like Tennessee in this one. I like Tennessee in this one to do what? What do I got here? I got 30-27 Tennessee, 30-27 Tennessee. So our second game of the Saturday slate is the NFC 8-15 Fox game. So like I said, this game is going to go off just in time for that main card to switch over for the UFC. So you're not going to be able to miss your fights. So stay with us. Uh, stay with the football people. So it's all good. Like I'm rocking the KD boy today. Tornadoes all the way. Uh, where was I? Second game. Uh, NFC 60 49ers, uh, 10 to seven at one seed Packers, 13 and four. Like I said, this is the a 15 Fox game. So unfortunately we're going to get Troy Eggman for this one. Um, this one's going to be a good one. Um, it's really hard to say with this one. I, I when I picked it, I'm gonna I say I picked with with my gut. Um, it hasn't let me down too many times yet, so I don't expect it on this one. But this is gonna be a good one. Um, Aaron Rodgers got a extra week to rest up that uh, injured toe, um, and a lot of a couple other guys on their team that had a little nicks in there had an extra week to get to get good and going actually it was like two weeks for them because they didn't play that that final game so um i like green bay to be fresh you know a lot of veterans on the team so i don't see them coming out uh flat in this particular game so uh maybe first series you might have a you know i mean uh first down or two and then a punt but i don't see them being like off offensively uh, this was the name Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. You know how he, how he gets. Uh, but I'm more intrigued with this 49er team. You know, they're a very physical team. Um, 
Green Bay, I don't want to say they're not physical, but they seem to get pushed around a little bit. Not a very strong run defensive team. Um, so I'll, I'm anxious to see how the 49ers attack. Jimmy G has put several uh, several games, good games in um, in a row, even though he almost uh, made a fatal error last week against the Cowboys that almost allowed them to come back with that overthrow and the interception. Um, but I liked it. I liked the 49ers. I like I liked the the attack that they're coming at, the fearlessness, the um, the excitement, you know, to see that they come out on the football field with the aggression. I, um, I guess if you watch Stephen A. Um, Stephen A. If you watch Stephen on Super Kicking It, he'll tell you about John Zeta and his staple of ruthless aggression. And that's what it's kind of like what San Francisco has with me. For to me, they come at you on on offense and defense very ruthlessly, but with aggression. So, um, with all of that, and I say that they miss one factor, and that factor is Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's probably going to be the league's MVP this year. You know, what I mean, I, I like how Tom Brady has played. It's hard to go against him, but you know, at some point in time, it's like the LeBron factor. I'm like, yeah, you can give it to him every year. So uh, I wish Jonathan Taylor would have made the playoffs because he would have been getting my vote. Uh, but you know how it is. So uh, with the factor of A-Rod and his connection and his and his doing it time and time again, I'm going to have to go with the Packers at 27-21. I think it's going to be close. Um, Aaron might have to come down and do it at the end. Who knows? But um, I like – I like the Packers in this one. So we move over to Sunday's games. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So we move over to Sunday's games. First game up for Sunday is the 3 p.m. game. It is on NBC. So you got the four seed Rams, 12 and five. Old Maddie Stafford leaving the Lions behind and entering into the playoffs. Going against fatherless time at the two seed Buccaneers and Tom Brady at 13 and four. Um, yeah, uh, the Buccaneers are all beat up, man, but they got Tom Brady. Tom Brady always seems to have find a way to uh pull it out at the end, but I don't know if he's gonna be able to overcome um the obstacles that he has right now with you know, no, I mean, receivers or far few thin you know they lose um a key offensive lineman uh last game um is hurting man i don't know if the defense is ready to hold it together to give him opportunities um the rams team you know uh stafford is trying to prove himself odell belkin is trying to prove himself i've never been a real big fan of number three, Mr. Belkin. I thought he was a loudmouth brass receiver, but then if you look at it, you know, a lot of the good receivers are, except uh, Marvin Harrison and Jerry Rice and um, Larry Fitzgerald. And I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent, but <laughs> um, I think he's playing good football since he moved, since he got out of the situation in Cleveland. All the talk about Odell Beckham in Cleveland and Baker Mayfield and blah, 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 blah. As you can see, Performance is key. He's performing. His performance helped them get into the playoffs and be in the situation that they're in and winning football games in the playoffs. Uh, Baker's performance got them at the crib, so now he can go shoot some more awesome commercials. Mm. 
Yeah, I said it. So, but come down to it. Um, even on my little sheet right here, my notes, I don't even have a person that I picked for this game because I was on I wasn't going to know until this very moment. So I'm going to go with the Rams in the upset. I'm going to go with the Rams uh to go into Tampa to beat the pay the uh the Bucks, the Patriots. <laughs> no, to beat the Bucks and oh fatherless time. I'm going to take the Rams. We're going to go 31 to 20. 31 to 20. Write it down. Mark it down. You heard it here. Matt Stafford is taking the Rams to the NFC Championship game. And I'm right here. I'm typing it into my notes. So I will not say that. There we go. 31 to 20. I have it in there. You see it. You heard it. You can go back on the recording and see where I said it. All right. Second game. Last game of the weekend. Um, you have the three seed Bills, 11 to 6, going to the two seed Chiefs. Um, this one is going to be exciting. I think it's going to be, it's going to come down to quarterback play, and I think it's going to come down to special teams. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to sling that thing all over the place. He's going to run all over the place, but I think the Bills defense is okay enough to try to rein him in. I think the key to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs is to keep them off the field. Now, we look at the Bills and you say, well, they don't like to run the ball. But if you get down and you look at it, they are one of the most efficient running teams in the league. The difference is, is they do, oh, I just heard the car alarm, the fam's home. The difference is, is they use a quarterback a lot more. And it's not always just set run plays. You know, it's the bootlegs out and he finds the spaces and he makes the right reads. Um, he's a big, strong, tough guy, and he can handle those those type of things. Um, but uh, this Chiefs defense is very op opportunistic, and they have been playing way better as of late, and they get mad pressure on the outside constricting in. Now, um, Allen's, Josh Allen's strong points is getting outside and moving that way. You know what I'm saying? Giving him an opportunity to still be able to throw the ball. But with them rushing the outside and pushing him in where he's very weak and rushing up through the pocket, that's where they'll be able to contain him and try to keep him from running. So I can think they can have a chance there. Um, but I think it's going to come down to special teams. Both of these teams are very good on the special side of the ball. So whoever wins the field position on special teams, I think he's going to have the opportunity to win this game. So by saying that, I'm going Chiefs 35-24 because I just think that there's too much on the offensive end for the beefs, the Bills to handle when it comes to um, uh, containing Patrick Mahomes. The Bills are great at the house where they have um, um, whatever their field, their their fans are called, they jump off trailers on the tables or whatever. I think they have a very advantage there, but um, – I don't. I, I just don't think it's a real good matchup for the Bills, even though this game might be closer than what I expect. Because I think the Bills tend to do sneaky things at times, like they show up at times and then they let a team run the ball 
you know, throw the ball three times. I don't know. But I like the Chiefs of this. Uh, they've been on a hot streak. They've been dominating. I uh, don't see it stopping just as of yet. So I'm going Chiefs 35-24. So there you have it. That's all I got. Those are the Doc Sports NFL picks, uh, divisional round picks of uh, of the week. So make sure that when you uh, get onto that Doc Sports site, uh, text B. Oh no, when you get up you off the show, get on your phone, text to the number two nine zero two two BW Sports one, um, and get some cool prizes. All right, there you go. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, and so that means I'm going to leave you now and go watch some NBA basketball for the one Dukes of Football, BW Sports. One, I am out this beyond.